With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the station. Do not use the show's content as the basis for any investment decisions. Instead, consult a financial advisor or conduct your own due diligence. Rick Edelman is an investment advisor representative of Edelman Financial Services, a registered investment advisor which furnishes this program and also a registered principal of VF Legacy Securities and affiliated broker-dealer member FINRA SIPC. Rick recorded this week's show on Thursday, supposedly so he could get a unicorn frappuccino at Starbucks. We doubt that, because Rick knows that saving that $5 every day for 40 years will give you a piggy bank you'll want in retirement. Although he took calls from listeners, you're only hearing the ones where he knew the answers, because he's a financial advisor, not a barista. This is The Rick Edelman Show. Now... Here's Rick Edelman. And a very happy weekend to you. Welcome to the Rick Edelman Show. When I want to ask you a simple question. What is the most important retirement issue facing our nation? Oh, you don't really need a Jeopardy tune, do you? Because you know exactly what the most important retirement issue facing our nation is. It's Social Security. No question about it. It's affecting workers and retirees alike, and this is crucial because only about half of the nation's employees, aged 25 to 64, only about half have access to a workplace retirement plan. There are 45 million people who have no retirement plan at work at all. And those who do have a retirement plan don't have much money in it. The average household nearing retirement has only $120,000 in retirement accounts. That's enough to generate only about $400 a month in retirement income. This is why Social Security is so important, because tens of millions of households have insufficient savings. Today, 43 million Americans receive Social Security retirement benefits. The average check is about $1,300 a month. Half of all married retirees get half of their annual income from Social Security. In other words, if they're getting $1,300 a month, their total monthly income is about 2600 bucks. Three-quarters of single retirees get half their annual income from Social Security. So, yeah, Social Security is extraordinarily important to this nation. But now, starting this year, Social Security is paying out in benefits more than it is collecting in tax revenue. According to the Congressional Budget Office, the Social Security Trust Fund will be depleted by 2033. And that means, according to the CBO, by 2031, retiree benefits will have to be reduced by 31%. Social Security income, it's only 1300 bucks in the first place on average. It's going to be cut by a third in just 13 years. Everyone knows this. And for decades, academics, economists, think tanks, lawmakers, policymakers, they've all been trying to solve the problem. Every proposal either increases taxes or cuts benefits. But there's a third option. 
and it could completely protect Social Security retirement benefits, dramatically reduce Social Security taxes, produce trillions of dollars in savings for retirees, all while creating hundreds of billions of dollars in tax revenue. It's called Tomorrow's Retirement for the U.S. Today Fund for America, the Trust Fund for America. And I unveiled it at the National Press Club in Washington, D.C. earlier this week. You can read the proposal at our website, rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. Now, you might be wondering why I would take the time to create a Social Security solution. After all, I'm just a financial planner, right? Our clients hire us here at Edelman Financial Services to focus on your individual needs. Isn't my focus on Social Security policy issues a distraction? Well, frankly, I don't think so. I can't think, actually, of a single issue more important to your personal finances. If Social Security retirement benefits get cut 31%, or if your payroll taxes skyrocket, the financial plans we carefully craft for our clients, that all financial planners carefully craft for all their clients, would be at risk. The situation becomes even more dire if you've read my new bestseller, The Truth About Your Future. In my book, I explain how advances in medicine and healthcare, thanks to exponential technologies, are extending life expectancies. Instead of dying in your 80s or 90s, you're likely to live to 110 or 120. But the designers of the Social Security system never anticipated this. How can retirees maintain their income if they live so long? And what happens to them and to all of society if the Social Security system collapses? This is why I've devoted time to crafting a solution. My life's work is dedicated to helping you improve your personal finances. I'm committed to serving your best interests, and that means working on solutions to problems that are facing you and your family. So I hope you'll read my proposal and understand that I'm offering it in an effort to do my duty to help you improve your future financial security. As my plan outlines, the Trust Fund for America offers massive benefits to society. It could completely protect Social Security retirement benefits, dramatically reduce Social Security taxes, produce trillions of dollars in savings for retirees, all while creating hundreds of billions of dollars in tax revenue. Here's how the Trust Fund for America works. It's a simple, elegant solution to the Social Security crisis, and it's based simply on the power of compound growth. Here's how it works. The federal government sets aside $7,000 for each child born. This is repeated each year for 35 years. So this year's babies get seven grand as a one-time payment. Next year's babies, they also get seven grand as a one-time payment. The money gets placed into an investment portfolio managed by a blue-ribbon panel of experts in the investment field appointed by the President and Congress. In 35 years, the government gets back its outlay. It gets back the seven grand increased for inflation. And it uses that money to fund the program for the next 35-year cycle. We produce in this country about four million babies a year. In other words, it would cost about $27 billion a year to fund this program. After 35 years, it becomes permanently self-funding. The total cost? Less than $1 trillion. Sounds like a lot of money, but it's a lot less expensive than other proposals. For example, the plan offered by the Bipartisan Policy Center, their plan costs $12.5 trillion, $7 trillion in additional taxes and $5.5 trillion in benefit costs. The Trust Fund for America is 92% less expensive, and it's a permanent solution. Consider the current situation. A typical worker 
age 22, earning $45,000 a year. That's the average income, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. He gets a 3% annual pay raise and retires at age 70. Along the way, he pays Social Security taxes every year. Throughout his working career, this typical American worker will pay $600,000 in Social Security taxes. And he gets in retirement a check from Social Security every month of about 1300 bucks. But here's my plan. The government sets aside $7,000 when that worker is born. And assuming it generates 7.68% per year, that's the average rate of return projected by all of our nation's pension plans, the account will grow to $93,000 by the time that baby is age 35. At that point, the government gets back its $7,000 adjusted for inflation, and the remainder keeps growing to age 70. Its value will be nearly a million dollars, enough to give that retiree the same 1300 bucks a month he otherwise would be getting from Social Security. So on one hand, you pay 600 grand in Social Security taxes to get 1300 bucks a month, or you just pay seven grand one time only and get the same 1300 bucks a month. 600,000 versus 7,000. Which would you rather pay? It's obvious that the benefits offered by the Trust Fund for America are huge. 80% of payroll taxes could be eliminated, saving Americans $2 trillion annually. Americans would enjoy far higher retirement security. Families could redirect savings to other vital needs. And yet annual federal tax revenue could exceed $86 billion. I invite you to learn more about the Trust Fund for America. Go to my website, rickedelman.com, that's ricedelman.com, and share this idea with your member of Congress and Senator and the White House. We have a big problem facing us, and no one has yet offered a solution that is politically palatable. Perhaps this can start a dialogue that will lead to a solution that Congress can approve. We're all in this together, so I hope you'll join me in this effort to fix Social Security. And until Social Security is fixed, you need to be aware of the challenge that it... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hoses to your personal finances. And that means you need to call us to get the financial plan you need to help make sure your financial future isn't threatened by today's Social Security crisis. Let us help you factor in future Social Security benefits to your financial plan to help you get an accurate picture of what you can expect in future retirement benefits. Call us at 888-PLAN-REC. That's 888-752-6742. Or visit us online at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. Just click that red button. I want to talk to an advisor. And while you're on the website, read my proposal for the Trust Fund for America. I'm Rick Edelman. When we come back, your telephone calls, 888-PLAN-REC. That's the number you can dial anytime you like. And our colleagues here at Edelman Financial will be happy to help you like we've helped thousands of folks just like you. Stay tuned for more on The Rick Edelman Show. Your calls next. with the advisor whose firm serves over 30,000 clients. Coming up on The Rick Edelman Show.
We're back, and we're taking more of your telephone calls here on the Rick Edelman Show. Triple H Plan Rick, off to Rockville, Maryland. Mark's on the phone. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. How are you, Rick? Terrific. Thank you. What can I do for you? Um, question is about diversification and bonds. I do try and follow your advice, so I'm invested both in stocks and in bonds. Mm-hmm. But we're in a rising interest rate environment, or at least everybody says we're going to be in a rising interest rate environment. They've only gone up a little bit. And I use ETFs, and my question is, should I be investing in ETFs for the bond portion of my portfolio in a uh, rising interest rate environment? Should I instead be maybe using an actively managed bond fund instead of an ETF? Uh, uh, even if I know that the ETFs, you know, some good portion of it is, is, is short term. And maybe should I not be investing so much in bonds in this kind of an environment? And, and forego the diversification. Gotcha. Okay, so we have two different conversations going on. One is, should you be buying bonds? Second is, how should you be buying them? Should you be buying them through ETFs or by buying bonds directly? Should you be buying a passively managed ETF or an actively managed ETF? So we got different questions going on. So here's the first part. Yep. Should you continue to own bonds in a rising rate environment? The answer is yes. Because if you don't own any bonds, the alternative is to have all of your money in stocks. And with your dumb luck, it'll be 2007 and you'll be wiped out. Right? Yeah. So we yeah. don't want to have all our eggs in one basket. We don't want to pretend we know what's going to happen next because nobody knows. And therefore, bonds do belong in your portfolio even in a rising rate environment. How we mitigate interest rate risk is by going shorter on the maturities. In other words, we're not recommending 30-year maturities. We're recommending three-year, five-year, seven-year maturities. This dramatically reduces interest rate risk. Okay? Yeah. Does that make sense? And so are there ETFs that have shorter maturities? Sure. So now, once you decide the kind of bonds you want, you have two choices. Buy the bonds individually on your own or buy them in a fund. We don't recommend buying individual bonds because of diversification requirements. Bonds typically cost 5000 or $10,000 each, and you would need huge amounts of money to buy enough to be properly diversified. Whereas if you go to a fund, you can do this with remarkably small amounts of money, and you'd end up with hundreds, even thousands of bonds, much better diversification. So we recommend the ETF or uh, fund mutual fund route. And now the question is, what kind of ETF, what kind of mutual fund? Should you go active or should you go passive? Uh, the actively managed fund is one where the fund is managed by a manager who is trying to predict what's going to happen to interest rates, trying to predict which bonds are going to be more profitable than other bonds. We believe that no manager has sufficient skills to be able to predict correctly. All they do is incur higher fees and higher risks in their attempt to do it. And so we eschew that, and we instead favor passively managed and these are less expensive than actively managed because you're not paying the costs of the manager. They're also trading less often, so there's fewer transaction costs and lower tax liabilities on an annual basis as well. And you can obtain the same extensive diversification on the passive side. So we would argue for passively managed ETFs or low-cost index funds and call it a day. Good. Thank you. You're very welcome. If you need more help with this asset allocation process, I'll give you two answers. One is to go to our website, go to rickedelman.com, 
And on the main page is our GPS, our guide to portfolio selection. And you'll answer a bunch of questions and it will tell you how much of your money should be in bonds and what kind of bonds they should be. And it'll, you can compare it to your actual portfolio. Uh, the GPS is fast, it's fun, and it's free. In two minutes, you'll have the whole thing done, and it's really fun. It's really cool to do. Uh, the second thing you do is call our office. And we're, instead of doing it in two minutes, do it in two hours. You'll get a much more thorough, elaborate, expansive answer by letting us dive deep into your personal finances so that we can give you advice that is truly in your best interest. So your choice. Go to rickedelman.com or call 888-PLAN-RICK. Sounds good. Thanks, Rick. You're very welcome, Mark. I really appreciate your phone call. I'm Rick Edelman. This is The Truth About Money. You know, earlier in the program, I shared with you the leading retirement crisis in America, Social Security. There's another economic crisis facing American families, education costs. Yeah, if you've got college-age children or kids headed there, you know the incredible challenge of coming up with the cash necessary to pay for a college education today. Solutions are underway. The big news over the last couple of weeks comes from New York State, where they have just created a tuition-free program. Yeah, every family who lives in New York who earns under $125,000 a year can attend a New York public university tuition-free. This is a really big deal. 75% of, of families in New York qualify for this. This is nearly a million families with college-age children across the state. The program will also pay for textbooks. Naturally, there's a lot of controversy over the details and, the, and who's going to pay for this and how is it affordable and all that kind of good stuff. But the bottom line is this. College is becoming free. New York's not the only state to do this. Rhode Island, Tennessee, or other states doing this. And it goes beyond that as well. If you're an employee of Starbucks working at least 20 hours a week, if you're an employee at Chrysler or Jeep or Fiat, They'll all pay for your free college education. They won't only give it to you at Chrysler and Jeep. They'll give it to your spouse and your children. They'll also give you a free master's degree. And if you want to just bypass all of those, you can go to Georgia Institute of Technology. They'll give you a master's degree in information sciences for $7,000. There's really no reason to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars anymore for school. And colleges are recognizing this fact. This is why there's a new program being offered at colleges around the country. About a hundred of them are now providing this program. They are guaranteeing that you will get a job upon graduation or they'll pay your money back. Yeah. The program says that if you earn less than $37,000 a year upon graduation, the school will pay for your student loans. So you need to ask yourself a question. How are you shopping for college? Increasingly, you need to shop for college the way you shop for a refrigerator. You need to make sure that you're making a smart consumer decision and not necessarily assume you've got to choose that brand name moniker that you want to see on your kid's diploma. Make sure you're tying in your college planning advice with your overall personal financial planning needs. We can help you with that. Call us at 888-PLAN-RICK. Talk with one of my colleagues at Edelman Financial, and we'll help you like we've helped so many families dealing with college costs just like you are. 888-PLAN-RICK, online at ricedelman.com. Stay tuned for more here on The Rick Edelman Show. Your call's coming up. Author of the New York Times bestseller, The Truth About Your Future, coming up on The Rick Edelman Show.
Welcome back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. For the program, Rick Edelman here. Thanks for tuning in to The Truth About Money. You're uh, really focusing on retirement, aren't you? And you've got to recognize the three major challenges. We talked earlier in the program today about Social Security and the vital importance of making sure you're maximizing your Social Security benefits, even in the face of looming benefit cuts that are coming if Congress doesn't take action over the next decade. Social Security is one big thing you've got to figure out how to do, maximize your benefits. you also got to make sure you're managing the money you've saved in your retirement accounts and in your IRAs. And finally, when you pass your assets to everybody, you got to make sure that you, your wishes are carried out, that your assets are protected and distributed as you want. These are the three subjects that we provide for you in our seminar, Preparing for Retirement. The seminar is being held Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, May 9, 10, and 11, at 1 and 7 p.m. We're doing it in Houston and in Carrollton, Texas. We're doing it in California, Costa Mesa, Westlake Village, Marina del Rey, and La Jolla. We're doing it in Southbury, Connecticut. In Florida, Aventura and Boca Raton, Salt Lake City. In New York, Brooklyn, Unendale, Teaneck, and Persephone. We're doing it in Richmond, Virginia. And in Northern Virginia, we're doing it in McLean and also Silver Spring, Maryland. We're also doing the seminar Saturday, May 13th at 11 a.m. in Pasadena and Walnut Creek, Tarrytown, New York, Lake Mary, Florida, Novi, Michigan, Scottsdale, Arizona, Bethesda, and Leesburg in the D.C. area. You can get full details on the seminar at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. It's $15 a person, $25 a couple. You can register online at rickedelman.com, or you can do it over the phone at 888-PLAN-RICK. Make sure your retirement is everything you want it to be. This seminar can help give you the information to help you make that happen. Let's head off now to talk with Jill in Sacramento. How are you doing, Jill? Hi, Rick. I followed your advice, and I got a long-term care plan when I was 49. I got a good price for a modest policy with a company I trust. But then you began recommending, rather than a long-term care plan, a whole life plan with a long-term care writer. So I've been looking into uh, that as a replacement for my current plan. But there's a lot of pros and cons with both. Yes. And I'm having a hard time deciding which one to get. Yeah, it's, uh, I can understand why. So let me back up and explain to folks what you already know, Jill, and then I'll tell you what you need to do about it. Um, so here's the deal. Um, historically, we have said, and I say historically, for the 30 years I've been in practice, we have been saying that you need to strongly consider owning long-term care insurance because it is the number one cause of poverty among affluent and middle-class Americans uh, in retirement. One in two Americans over the age of 65 will incur long-term care at some point in their life. The average annual cost is about 80, 90 grand a year, uh, according to uh, federal statistics, and it's not covered by health insurance or Medicare. So this is why, you know, if all, suddenly you had to spend eighty or $90,000 a year that you weren't counting on 
this is why so many people in retirement go broke. Uh, and the least evil way, uh, the least painful way to solve this problem is owning long-term care insurance. And uh, in my book, The Truth About Money, uh, which I first published in the 1990s, uh, the fourth edition is uh, available now, we talk in detail about how to shop for a policy, what to look for in terms of features and benefits of a policy, and how to pay for the policy. And we, we provide this kind of advice uh, to our clients all the time and help them identify what kind of policy to buy and who they should buy it from and so on. As you've already done, Jill, you did that diligently and effectively. Good for you. But I have a new book called The Truth About Your Future. The money guide you need for now, for later, and much later. And the truth about your future is that due to exponential technologies and rapidly advancing innovations in science uh, and medicine and technology, the future isn't the same as it used to be, meaning it's not so certain that everybody is going to have, or one out of two Americans are going to have, a future filled with long-term care services. Therefore, the younger you are, the less likely it is you're going to need long-term care. Because by the time, Jill, you, how old are you now? 50. 50. So you bought the policy a year ago. So by the time you're 80 years old, odds are very, very high. They're going to have eliminated most, if not all, of the issues that are currently causing people to go into nursing homes. Therefore, you probably won't need a policy for your whole life as we had originally, or in the years past, anticipated. And this is why it is causing us to shift dramatically the advice we are giving about long-term care. And I cover this in great detail in my book, The Truth About Your Future. But the bottom line is this. Because of that fact, the fact that medical science is innovating in a way to make this problem go away long-term, and the fact that the long-term care industry has been in severe challenges uh, in their efforts to be profitable because many in the long-term care insurance industry have quit or they have dramatically raised premiums. Uh, they have scaled back on the products they offer because they've discovered that they didn't price their policies very well. And this is creating havoc for consumers who are trying to buy insurance. So for all of these reasons, we have shifted our advice to saying instead of buying a straight long-term care policy where if you don't use it, the money you've spent is gone, Instead, we're now suggesting you should consider what's called a hybrid policy, which provides a combination of long-term care insurance and life insurance, so that if you don't use the money for long-term care, there's a death benefit for use on the life insurance side, and if you don't even want to wait that long, you could cancel the policy and get a refund of some or all of the premiums you had paid to be covered for long-term care insurance. And uh, that's why we're now suggesting that folks consider a hybrid policy. Now, that advice, Jill, is generally aimed at people who do not currently own long-term care insurance. You already do. So that advice might not be applicable to you. However, you've only owned your policy for a single year. You bought it at age 49, you're now age 50. It's not as though you bought it at 49 and you're now 65. If that were the case, it would be highly unlikely that you could shift from your current policy to a new hybrid on an economic basis because age is the number one driver of the price. And a 65-year-old pays an awful lot more than a 49-year-old for long-term care insurance. But since you're only 50, I would still regard you as someone who is eligible for this consideration. As you noted, there are pros and cons, and I'll tell you one of the biggest cons, the biggest negatives of these hybrid policies. They are dramatically more expensive in the early years. 
than a straight long-term care policy. Your out-of-pocket cost for the insurance will be much higher. And the reason for that is that over time, you have the opportunity to get a lot of that excess payment back if you never use the policy. So you have to balance the uh, issues here to say, am I willing to spend more now to get a policy that if I don't use, I get a bunch of the money back later? And this is why a careful analysis with the aid of an independent financial planner, as opposed to simply an insurance agent who's trying to sell you a policy, uh, can be of value. And so I would encourage you, uh, we have offices in the Bay Area, not terribly far from you in Sacramento, where we could help you examine the current policy you've got, compare that to the hybrid policies that are available, also taking into consideration the partnership policies that are available in the state of California to ultimately help you determine, is the policy you currently have the best one for you, or does it make sense, since you've only been doing this for a single year, make the shift? Because if you're going to make a shift, you need to make it now. You don't want to wait till you're in your 60s. So you're either going to do it now or never. And it's worth going through that, that evaluation. Okay. Very good. Yeah, the cost is about three times more expensive, but like you said, you do get the money back. And that sounds like a kind of a good retirement, a kind of a forced retirement savings. It's a lousy one, but it's better than nothing. Okay. Right. So you're absolutely right. In other words, we like the fact that you do get some of the money back. But if you were simply to treat it as an investment, it's a lousy investment because the rate of return is going to be 1% or you know 2% or something like that. But you're suffering that lousy return because they're providing you the insurance protection. And that's why it's justifiably uh, acceptable to do it. Right. So. Okay. I have one more question just about what you're saying, too. I do see the value in having a financial advisor, but there are many out there that uh, out there, and I've been disappointed with services in the past. Mm-hmm. What would make working with one of your advisors preferred? I don't know. Uh, tell me why it is you were disappointed in the services of the others. Um, maybe not. They're not as available. Um, they don't really look at your whole portfolio. Um, you feel like they're trying to sell you certain products. Got it. And that's why I asked, what is it that disappointed you? Because. First of all, you're right. Service is the number one issue that most consumers raise when they express disappointment about an advisor or any vendor, whether it's their doctor or their butcher or their accountant. Um, they often cite service. I, you know, the guy's not available. He never returns my calls timely, doesn't respond to emails. And in fact, I'm the one who always has to make the outreach. I never hear from them. That's a bad advisor. And you're right to say no go to them. The other piece is the comprehensiveness of the advice. If all they're doing is clerking, meaning you say to them, I've got money that's available, how should I invest it? If all they do is answer that question, they're clerking it. Um, They're not doing you a great, long-term, effective, comprehensive job. What an advisor should be doing, um, when, when you say, I've got money to invest, they should be saying, Well, that's great, but do you have credit card debt? Tell me about your employee benefits at work and if you're contributing to retirement over there. Do you have a will? Do you own a home? And if so, tell me about the mortgage. Uh, Tell me about your insurance. Uh, Let's look at your family circumstances. Are you married? Do you have kids? What's the health of everybody? Do you have aging parents that you're concerned about? What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish with the money that you're saving? Let's make sure that you're saving the money enough to achieve those goals. Let's make sure the money is invested correctly, not just the money you're telling me you want to invest here, but the other money you've got elsewhere so that we can give you comprehensive, holistic advice on a broad basis. Uh, 
uh, that is multi-generational because if you've got kids, we've got to talk about college planning. If you've got aging parents, we've got to talk about their health issues. Um, if you're divorcing or if you have an, an unmarried partner, all these estate planning complications and so on. So for all of those reasons, you're absolutely right. If they didn't address those kinds of things, you weren't dealing with an advisor who was worth the pay that, uh, that they were demanding of you. And if all they're doing is pitching you products, that's not a financial planner. That's a product-based, commission-based uh, salesman. And you're right to avoid all of those. So I would encourage you to talk with us and just get a sense, just have a conversation and see in the course of that couple of hours, if this is something you might want to continue pursuing. You're not making any commitments. You're not making any promises. You're not obligating yourself to spending any money, uh, either on our financial planning fee of 800 bucks or on investing with us, but it'll give you an, an exposure. And I can simply tell you that uh, I'm willing to bet that you'll be surprisingly satisfied with the experience you'll have in that couple of hour conversation. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome, Jill. I really appreciate your phone call. You can do what Jill did called Triple Eight Plan Rick. I'm Rick Edelman. Stay with us. We'll be back. the founder of one of the nation's largest independent investment advisory firms coming up on the Rick Edelman show. You're listening to the Rick Edelman show. Thanks for being with us this half hour. Do you have a dog? Oh, lots of Americans do. Dogs are the most popular pet in America. I know cat lovers always hate it when that comment is mentioned. You're a cat lover? Yeah, so are my dogs. Here's what it comes down to. Your dog has teeth. Yeah, and that might be a challenge if your dog bites somebody. According to the Insurance Information Institute, dog bites accounted for more than one-third of all homeowners' liability claims paid out in 2016. When your dog bites somebody, the person being bitten might very well sue you for the medical expenses incurred in uh, getting treatment. How much money does this add up to? Check this out. According to the Insurance Information Institute in 2016, $600 million. You must be joking. Uh, I wish I was. $600 million in claims were paid by insurance companies. The average... $33,230. 33 grand if your dog bites somebody. Keep that in mind. If you own a dog, make sure you have insurance and make sure you are training your animal not to be a danger to anybody else. Let's talk with Karen. She's in Cary, Illinois. Welcome to the program, Karen. How are you? Hi, Rick. What can I do for you? Well, my question's about pension. Okay. Um, my husband has a pension from a previous employer that, you know, he's fully invested and such. The problem with the pension is it's been certified in danger and been underfunded for some time. You're in Illinois. Is your husband a state employee? No. no. City? Uh, no. Local, union? Uh, yeah, union. Union. Okay. Illinois is the uh, poster child for pension problems in America. That's why I ask. Right. And that's, that's our concern is that... Um, we have considered taking, starting to take withdrawals early, which would reduce the payment. Um, it would be probably around 70% of what, uh, if we waited till he was, um, you know, 65 or 66. Right. But we're concerned that it may not be around at that point. Right. And they don't offer you a lump sum option. 
they don't. Yeah, for they that don't. because if they did, everybody would take the money. Um, yep. That's what Dallas is experiencing. Dallas gave everybody the option of taking the lump sum, and so many people took it that Dallas had to cut it out. They, they, they actually had a run on the bank, so to speak, in their pension plan down there because everybody said, really, I can have it all, and oof. Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's a problem. So the answer to your question, should your husband begin the benefit now even though it's less, the answer is maybe. And I don't mean to be a little cavalier about it, but yeah, we equally share your concern about the health and financial stability of the pension fund. Uh, and if you do take the pension now, two benefits occur. Number one, you're getting some of the money now. That's the obvious benefit. The second benefit, though, is that in most pension programs, they treat people differently into two groups. There's a group of people who have not yet started their pension benefit and people who have. And the people who have started their pension benefit usually fare better than people who haven't started their pension benefit. In other words, if you're looking for maximum protection, you want to be in the camp of those currently receiving the pension. So generally speaking, that's the rule. Now, we'd want to look specifically at your pension program to assess mm -hmm. its rules and structure to verify that fact. But generally speaking, that's what you can expect. The second thing we want to do is verify that the lower income your husband would be getting now is sufficient to enable you and your husband to live the lifestyle that you do want to live. Even though he's taking it earlier, what is the implication on the family household relative to his occupation and future income potential and all that kind of good stuff? In other words, we need to do some serious financial planning to sure. verify the answers to these two questions. You're asking the right question, and the answer is a very serious maybe. Maybe you do need to start that pension. But we want to make sure we're doing it on an informed basis because, as you know, Karen, once you start, that's an irrevocable decision. Right, right. So we want to and get it right. Uh, and that was the second part of the question was, you know, the options of the spouse with 100% option or a spouse with 100% pop-up, which there's, of course, other options. There's 50% and 75%. But exactly. We haven't even talked about the survivor benefit plan. Um, and right. for folks who are unaware of this, you know, when a husband starts getting his pension, he gets it every month for life. When he dies... The money stops and the surviving spouse gets nothing. So to protect you, the wife, we go with a joint and survivor benefit, which means your husband gets that much less every month. But upon his death, you continue to get that or some portion of that to help protect you since you have a longer life expectancy. So complicated issue, more than we can tackle on a telephone call, but what we can easily tackle in a good couple of hour conversation. We've got offices in Chicagoland and, and uh, throughout Illinois, so let us sit down with you and your husband and tackle this for you. Sounds great. Okay. All right. Happy, you're very welcome, Karen. Happy to help. Just dial the same number you called here today, 888-PLAN-RICK, and we'll uh, address this for you and your husband. And this is the message for everybody who's in a similar situation where you're working with an employer where either the employer or your union are promising you a pension. You need to evaluate the viability of that pension promise. Are they going to deliver? And it isn't because they don't want to. It's a question of can they afford to? Many pension programs have created promises that they simply cannot afford. They made assumptions that have proven to be wrong. They made assumptions about 
how many workers would qualify for the pension, about how long those pensioners would live, about the rate of return that the pension fund would earn on the money being invested. Many of those assumptions proved wrong, and as a result, the fund is insufficient. It is underfunded. They can't honor the promises. And in the face of being unable to honor the promises, that means they don't pay out the benefit that they... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. He had been promising that you have been counting on. What's the likelihood that'll happen to you? What do you do about it? That's why you need to get to a financial planner. Don't go with the attitude of, hey, I get a pension, everything's fine. You need to go with the attitude, I'm due a pension, I better make sure that I'm going to get what I'm expecting. That's what it's all about in the field of personal finance. I'm Rick Edelman. Stay with us. We'll be back for more right here on The Truth About Money. Triple H Plan Rick, online at rickedelman.com. Providing personal finance advice for over 25 years. This is The Rick Edelman Show. This is The Rick Edelman Show. Now, here's Rick Edelman. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging around this half hour. You're here on The Rick Edelman Show. You know, we talk a lot about exponential technologies and how life is going to change for us as a result of innovations in nanotechnology, biotechnology, bioinformatics, big data, 3D printing, robotics, artificial intelligence, machine learning, and more. But, you know, when is all that stuff going to happen? Well, let me share with you some of the things that are coming right now that are already happening to give you an illustration of how fast things are changing and the vital importance for you to stay current with your investment strategy to make sure that you're making investment decisions that are valuable and valid for the 21st century and not merely resting on the laurels of the 20th century. And the best way I can illustrate that for you is Kodak. All right, how would you like to invest in a company that's 135 years old, the biggest and best brand on the planet? Kodak went broke in 2012, filed bankruptcy. Why? Because we all stopped buying film. Because we now take digital photographs in our smartphone, it's free. Unlimited number of photographs. Kodak couldn't compete, and they went bust. So we need to make sure we're looking ahead, and the head is here faster than you think. Back in February of this year, Denmark pulled a stunt. They powered the entire nation for the day with nothing but wind power. They shut down all the fossil fuel energy plants and powered the entire country for the day using wind. It broke the record for the most energy generated by a single turbine in one day. Want something a little uh, more of a pocketbook orientation? Guess what Sony is doing this spring? 
They're launching the Xperia Touch Projector. It turns any flat surface, think of your walls, your tables, your kitchen countertops, any flat surface gets turned into a 23-inch touchscreen, and you use it like any other touchscreen. They're launching the product this spring. How about Disney? They're developing humanoid robots that will be able to physically interact with children. The product is being made with 3D printers. Adidas is introducing a new running shoe. The sole is made with a 3D printer. They're called Futurecraft, and the shoes will be available in stores this fall. The technology saves time and money. It allows for greater customization. You can get it in any color you want. Eventually, Adidas says they're going to use the technology to customize shoes for individual customers. Here's what they said in their press release. Quote, we will be able to provide bespoke products tailored to your physiological data and your needs on demand. You walk into a store, there's no risk that they don't have your size. There's no risk they don't have your color because they print it and produce it on demand. That's where Adidas is headed. Nike as well. Meanwhile, out in Korea, they have the world's first shopping center where all of your shopping is done virtually. All the products are just LCD screens, and you order the items by touching the screen, and when you get to the counter, your items are already bagged and ready to go. That's already in place in Korea. Meanwhile, research at IBM and ETH Zurich, they've built a new type of battery. What makes it special? It's 0.06 inches thick. 0.06 inches, not, not a half of an inch thick, a sixtieth of an inch thick, meaning your smartphone is about to get an awful lot smaller. There's also some exciting news in the field of healthcare. According to the National Business Group on Health and Towers Watson, emergency room visits, they cost an average of $700. If you go to the doctor's office, it costs an average of $150. But if you engage in telemedicine, meaning you just talk with your doctor on Skype or using... FaceTime, it's 40 bucks. Medicare pays for 89 telemedicine services right now. Diabetes, self-management, radiology, pathology, even some cardiology. At the University of Virginia Healthcare System, they're using telemedicine to eliminate one and a half million miles of travel that patients annually would have, they would have to drive to the hospital. Now they don't have to. It reduces missed appointments by 30%. And dramatically saves it as well. Telemedicine is already saving employers $6 billion a year. You think that's exciting? What do you hear what's happening at Case Western University in Ohio? Researchers there, for the first time ever, have given a man who's paralyzed from the neck down the ability to move his hand and his arm merely by thinking about it. They implanted a chip into his motor cortex, attached it to 36 muscle-stimulating electrodes, and the 53-year-old man was able to feed himself and drink from a cup. He was previously completely paralyzed from the neck down. There's a company that built a 3D printer. This thing's pretty big. You know why it's printing houses? Yeah, it's a giant mobile 3D printer. It can construct a 400-square-foot house in 24 hours. It only costs 50 bucks a foot, and it can create novel shapes as well that are hurricane-proof and wind-proof. These are the kinds of improvements, the kinds of technologies that are changing everyday life, yours as well. And why it is so vitally important that you become familiar with exponential technologies and why I wrote my book, The Truth About Your Future. 
the money guide you need now, later, and much later, New York Times bestseller, and why it's so important that you realize that investing in companies of the 20th century is not necessarily what you need to be doing to survive and thrive in the 21st century. And not just about investment management, but implications for housing, career, college, estate planning, insurance. So many things are going to be changing in our world because of these exponential changes. And a biggie is employment. You see, not all the news is good when we talk about exponential technologies. There's another word that we need to use when discussing the future, disruption. McKinsey and Company just introduced, they're a big uh, Wall Street research firm, they just introduced a research report that said U.S. banks face the risk of losing $45 billion of their profits from digital disruption. $45 billion of their profits could be wiped out over the next three years. This isn't something that's happening a decade or two away. Over the next three years, $45 billion of profit, gone. Why? Because many banks, according to McKinsey, are continuing to rely on older computer technology, and it could cause them to lose a significant loss of their market share. As customers say, I'm not happy with your website. I'm not happy with the hours you keep. I'm not happy with the services you deliver. There are other banks that are providing better services, faster services, cheaper services, and I'm going to move my money over to them. And if that happens, many banks, according to McKinsey, could suffer. This is why it's so vitally important that you recognize the impact of exponential technologies on your future. You need to recognize that robotics and artificial intelligence are going to automate a great many current occupations that exist. So ask yourself a simple question. Is my job at risk? Do I engage in an activity at work that is repetitive? Because the more of your work that's repetitive, the more easily a robot can do it instead of you. So I'm not just talking about coal mining. I'm not just talking about ditch digging. I'm not just talking about bricklaying because robots are already doing all of those jobs. I'm talking about people, say, in the financial services industry who are filling out forms, pushing paper, because computers can push paper better than humans. They can do it faster. They can do it cheaper. And they never make a mistake. They never go on vacation. They never wake up in a bad mood. So you need to ask yourself, is my job at risk? And if so, what do you need to do to retrain? That's the focus of my book, The Truth About Your Future. I encourage you to talk with us. Call us at 888-PLAN-RICK. Ask us to review your career with you, not just your investments, not just your personal finances, but your career prospects to determine if you need to make some changes in your financial plan and your financial planning assumptions to make sure your future remains the way that you want it to be. Call us at 888-PLAN-RICK or visit us online at ricestellman.com. That's rickedelman.com. And click that red button. I want to talk to an advisor. We'll help you like we've helped thousands of people just like you. 888-PLAN-RICK online at rickedelman.com. For more information on what you need to do now, go to rickedelman.com. That's rickedelman.com. I'm Rick Edelman, 888-PLAN-RICK is our phone number. We're heading off to Albuquerque. That's Lindsay uh, standing by. Hey, Lindsay, welcome to the show. Yeah, hello, Rick. How are you doing? Wonderful. What can I do for you? 
Yeah, so I'm planning on retiring here in a couple of years, and um, I, I was thinking of you know a simple strategy and things I've been reading about the bucket portfolio, and I was you know wanting to get some kind of your input on, on using that strategy. I was looking at what would be commonly referred to as the three bucket por- portfolio, and um, you know, kind of the structure and maintenance of, of such a portfolio, especially during a downturn, I would uh, have like the bucket one with two years of, you know, liquid assets, cash and, and short-term government bonds, something like that to for up to two-year period and try to feed it off of my... Uh, All right, so let me stop you right there. Let me, that, Lindsay, 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 let me just stop you yeah. right there. Um, you realize that the individual who created this three-bucket strategy has been barred for life by the sec oh really yeah so no i i hadn't read that so we can kind of stop right there in evaluating the legitimacy or effectiveness of the strategy um so not even going to give it any further credence not even going to give him uh, the benefit of promoting his name on the uh here on the program because the guy is still out there promoting all this nonsense even though he's been barred for life by the SEC, so and the, even though one of the you know people that you know companies that evaluate funds and everything push push yep. the bucket portfolio. Yep, yep. And that isn't that an amazing situation that even though the SEC has barred the guy for life, the guy is still out there promoting his shtick on radio and television and seminars. And has members of his family still hawking his products and still companies selling products promoting the whole thing. So you can take it all for what it's worth. It's a sad commentary. Bottom line is this. Uh, what you do want to do when creating your financial plan is designing your assets in a manner that accomplishes several goals. One is Urgency, meaning right now. What happens if something goes wrong today, such as injury, illness, death? That's what insurance is all about. You know, if we're suffering right. an unexpected crisis, wrecking the car, house burning down, suffering an injury or illness or death, what was the financial impact on me, my family, and heirs, and how do I mitigate that? That's what insurance is all about. A little less drastic is losing a job. What if my income is interrupted? That's why we need cash reserves to tide us over until we get another job and resume the income stream. Or we might lose our job not because we're fired. We might lose our job because of weather. You know, the office might be shut down for a month because a tornado crushed the factory or what have you. So for whatever reason, uh, we need to know that we've got cash on hand to get us through a crisis such as an unexpected car repair or job interruption, income interruption, what have you. That's cash reserves. Then we want to go on the third step, which is what if life goes as we hope and I reach retirement and I'm living a really long time? How do I generate income when I no longer am working to earn a paycheck? And that's why you save money and accumulate wealth by making investments to produce income for you in the future. So those are the three stages of wealth accumulation, and we want to address all three of them. Uh, We want to do them with proper prioritization, because what I often find is that people do it backwards. People have money in an IRA account while they have ten grand in credit card debt. Makes no sense. 
Uh, I've seen people with uh, saving money in a 401k at work, but they don't have any cash reserves. Uh, I have people who own a home, but they have not saved any money at all for their kid's college education. So we want to make sure we're dealing with the totality of circumstances that the family is facing. So I appreciate your notion of trying to figure out how to attack all this. Let's just throw out that bucket. Not, in fact, let's throw the bucket into the bucket and leave that alone and get rid of that. And go through the financial planning process. Um, and uh, I would encourage you to meet with a financial planner uh, who... Uh, has experience and expertise doing all the above. Uh, we do this. We don't have an office in Albuquerque. We do all lots of other cities around the country. We work often with people over the phone. Thousands of our clients are folks, frankly, we've never met face-to-face. They just work with us through the phone and Internet. Um, and we can do that for you as well. Or you can find a local financial advisor who you can uh, meet with and go through this process. Oh, I have. I have. You know, I mean, most of what you were saying doesn't apply to me. Now, because I've been pretty rigorous for the last, you know, 35 years while working. Excellent. And that's really a big key is deciding, first of all, what are the services you need? And then finding an advisor who can deliver the services necessary. For example, if your kids are growing out of college, who cares about that anymore, right? And if your home is secured and taken care of and you're satisfied with the mortgage status, no need to worry about that. If you're already retired, you don't need a financial plan for the future because you're living in the future. So you want to say to myself, hey, what is my circumstance right now? What are the services I need? And now let me go find an advisor who has experience dealing with clients like me. In fact, when you're shopping for an advisor, that's one of the first questions you should ask. Tell me, Mr advisor, the kind of client you typically work with, the kind of services you typically provide. And let's see if your advisor describes you. If he does, good fit. And if not, go continue your search for another advisor elsewhere. Okay. All right, Lindsay, I appreciate your call, and I'm glad we were able to be of help to you. Lindsay called us at 888 Rick. You can do the very same thing. That's 888-752-6742, online at rickedelman.com. Do you have a credit card? Oh, that's a silly question. Of course you do. Have you ever made a payment late? Even the best, most accurate, the most diligent folks, you sometimes, you know, the, you just pay it late. You're busy. You forgot. You're away on travel, whatever. Did you just pay the late fee because they assessed you one? According to creditcards.com, 87% of credit card holders who incurred a late fee and asked for the credit card company to waive it 87% of those who asked for the waiver were successful. In other words, the next time you get a late fee, don't pay it. Call them and ask them to waive it. 87% of the time, they agree. And oh, by the way, what's the interest rate you're paying on that credit card? How would you like to get a lower interest rate? You know what you need to do? Call them and ask. According to creditcards.com, 69% of those who ask for a lower interest rate get it but only one in four Americans ask. What are you waiting for? Pick up the phone! You can save yourself some money, and that's what I'm here to help you do. 888-PLAN-RICK, online at rickedelman.com. Money doesn't come with instructions. More of your questions coming up on The Rick Edelman Show. Welcome back to the program. Rick Edelman here. You're listening to The Truth About Money. 
Hey, I want to ask you a question. Are you preparing for retirement? You know, there are three major things you've got to do in order to pull that off correctly. You've got to make sure you're managing the money in your retirement accounts and IRAs correctly so they can generate the income you need in retirement. That's number one. Number two, you've got to make sure you're maximizing your Social Security benefits. Ridiculously complicated because of the issues affecting your spouse, children, whether you're divorced, whether your spouse has passed away, all kinds of issues that can alter how much money you get from Social Security. You need to make sure you're maximizing the benefits. And finally... Are you arranging your affairs? With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. So that your spouse and children will receive your assets when you pass as you plan and desire. So those are the three subjects preparing for retirement. The seminar is being held Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, May 9, 10, and 11, at 1 and 7 p.m. We're doing it in Houston and in Carrollton, Texas. We're doing it in California, Costa Mesa, Westlake Village, Marina del Rey, and La Jolla. We're doing it in Southbury, Connecticut. In Florida, Aventura and Boca Raton, Salt Lake City. In New York, Brooklyn, Unidale, Teaneck, and Persephone. We're doing it in Richmond, Virginia. And in Northern Virginia, we're doing it in McLean and also Silver Spring, Maryland. We're also doing the seminar Saturday, May 13th at 11 a.m. in Pasadena and Walnut Creek, Tarrytown, New York, Lake Mary, Florida, Novi, Michigan, Scottsdale, Arizona, Bethesda, and Leesburg in the D.C. area. You can get full details on the seminar at rickedelman.com. That's ricedelman.com. It's $15 a person, $25 a couple. You can register online at rickedelman.com, or you can do it over the phone at 888-PLAN-RICK. Also, by the way, if you would like, we will present this seminar for your private organization, for your company, for your civic organization, for your charity. Uh, if you would like us to present this seminar for your group, give us a call. Let us know how we can help you prepare for retirement. Triple Eight Plan Rick, online at rickedelman.com. I'm Rick Edelman. Let's continue with our telephone calls. Triple Eight Plan Rick. We're off to Oak Park, Illinois, in the heart of Chicagoland. Doug's with us on the phone. How are you doing, Doug? I'm doing good, Rick. Uh, I need some advice on whether my older daughter should pay cash for grad school or take uh, loans for it, and also how to switch my younger daughter's UGMA 529 account to help pay for the older daughter's grad school. Uh, you know, older daughter wants to 
keep some cash for a house down payment yeah. after grad school. All right, so let me back up a liquid. second. Let me, uh, the cost of grad school is how much? $100,000. And she has the hundred grand in cash? Yeah, she went to a state school, and so she had $100,000 left over to pay for grad school. Brilliant. Great. That's wonderful. Uh, so it's real a simple way to determine which she should do. What is it? Let's assume she goes into debt, uh, that she gets student loans for grad school, keeping her cash. If she mm-hmm. goes into debt, what would the interest rate be that she'll end up paying? Well, I'm assuming it's a lot more than a mortgage debt. <laughs> Well, you're right, it is, and that's my point. But we want to get the number specifically. You know, the, depending on the nature of the student loan debt, it can be anywhere from 6 to 12%. And mortgages these days are 4 So you're right. Um, it makes more sense to pay cash for college instead of cash for the house because mm-hmm. the mortgage is gonna, not only going to be a lower interest rate, it'll be more fully deductible then the student loan debt is uh, likely okay. to be for her. So you're right on both of those counts. However, having said that, that doesn't necessarily mean those are the only two choices we've got. In other words, theoretically, you could consider both. Going into student loan debt for school and getting a mortgage on the house so that she ends up with both the degree and the house and still has her hundred grand. Now, why would we want to do that if we can determine that there are other uses of the hundred grand that are superior to paying either school or for the house, such as starting a business or something else. So we need to figure out what is her life going to be post-education. First of all, are we so sure that a kid fresh out of grad school is in a position to buy a house? Does she really know what her lifestyle is going to be? For example, is, right now, is she married? Yes. Is she? Does she have kids? No. Is she going to have kids? That's the plan in a few years. So that means the house she buys today has to be one that will accommodate future children. Um, so uh, what is she stable with her relationship with her husband? When I say stable, I don't mean the marriage. I mean the careers. I mean, are, are, do they know where they're working? Are they going to stay? If they buy a house today, is that house going to be geographically sited? to be conducive to his job and her job. and Because if we don't know all that, maybe she shouldn't be in such a hurry to buy a house. And where are they yeah, living now, by the way? Years after grad school, but she is interested in international kinds of things, so there might be some travel or movement. And that means I'm not so sure making a commitment today to buying a house is the right thing. So I would say, at the very least, um, give strong consideration to using student loan debt for now, because those debts are deferred until she graduates, keeping a hold of the cash. Upon graduation, she can then pay off the debt in full and as though it never existed or say, you know what, I got something better to do with this money, such as helping me move internationally or start a business or buy a home here domestically or what have you. So I would say for now, for the sake of flexibility, sign up for the student loan debt, get it on a deferred basis, and then upon graduation, she can decide whether to pay that debt off in full. In other words, she's got to make sure that that 100 grand stays invested, not spent, between now mm-hmm. and graduation. Now, her younger sister, she finished a master's degree and still has $50,000 left over in an UGMA 529. And I'm trying to unwind this. Wait, wait, wait. Why? Why wasn't the money used for her education? 
uh, because she went to a state school and the and costs were less, and she got some scholarships. So you just didn't need the money. Scholarships would continue. Yeah, and, and you just didn't end up not needing the money. So you find yourself having overfunded the 529 right. account. Okay, and so, the mutual fund company won't let me switch the beneficiary because it's an UGMA. But correct. I thought if the daughter's old enough to be age of majority, she yeah. could just take over this account. Nope, nope, maybe. nope, nope. That's nope. not how it works. And this is the complication. Uh, in the old days, you created an UGMA, Uniform Gift to Minors Act, account because the 529 didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And then the 529 did exist, and you said, wow, the 529 is really cool. Let me put that into the UGMA. Exactly. The problem with that is that the UGMA trumps the 529. You see, if the money were just in a 529 plan, you would be able to shift the beneficiary from one daughter to another. No problem. But that's not the case here because of the 529 rules don't take precedence. The UGMA rules take precedence. And the UGMA rule says this is an account created for that specific child. You cannot use the money for anyone other than that child. And since you didn't use it for college purposes, you're going to owe, when you withdraw the money, you're going to owe taxes and a 10% penalty on the child's tax bracket. So does the child yet have an income? Uh, Baristaville. <laughs> Good. That means she's in a low tax bracket. So get the money out of the account now so that the tax rate is low. You're still going to, going to incur the 10% IRS penalty. There's really not a whole lot you can do about this. Technically, that money needed to come out of the account at age 18. Hmm. Um, uh, no, no later than age 21. You're kind of stuck because the 529 rule says the money has to be used for her college. And you didn't. So the withdrawals are taxable, subject to a 10% penalty. Uh, There's really nothing you can do about it. So I would encourage you to do it now while she's in the lowest bracket she's probably ever going to be in. And go talk with a tax advisor to verify all the above. Um, But uh, this is the danger of putting a 529 plan inside an UGMA. Understand why you did it. It made sense when you did it. It also explains the dangers of overfunding college savings, which we see parents often doing, you know, unlucky you, your daughter's brilliant and athletic and she got scholarships. And so, uh, uh, you know, so it ha- this stuff happens. So it's better than the alternative, right? Being yeah, massively absolutely. in debt. So don't kill yourself too much over this. And uh, yeah, so there you are. All right. Thanks so much. Really appreciate that. You're very welcome. I wish I had a better answer, but that's the way the tax cookie crumbles. This is The Truth About Money. Stay with us. Talkers Magazine as one of the heavy hundred talk show hosts in America. This is the Rick Edelman Show. You're listening to the Rick Edelman Show. It's the truth about money here on the program this weekend. Um, You got any personal financial issues? Do you? We all do, but... Are they impacting your job performance? According to a recent survey by the International Foundation of Employee Benefit Plans, 96% of employers, pretty much all of them, say that employees' personal financial issues are impacting their job performance. Are you wondering why you're not getting promoted at work? You're wondering why your reviews aren't as good as you'd like them to be? Are you wondering why you didn't get that salary increase or that bonus that you wanted? It might be because you're distracted, you're preoccupied, 
by issues outside of work, and those issues might be related to your personal finances. It's worthwhile sitting down with a financial advisor to take a look at your personal finances. We might be able to make recommendations, offer suggestions, provide improvements to your personal finances that not only improve that, but by extension help you perform better on the job. Call us at 888-PLAN-RICK. Visit us online at rickedelman.com and let us help you. Look, we've helped thousands of folks just like you, including, among others, Henry. He's in Westerville, Ohio. Welcome to the program, Henry. How are you? Very good, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, Rick, I have uh, the reason for my call is I have two boys who are autistic. They are 14 years old. They are twins. Mm-hmm. And um, I know they are going to require support throughout their life. And I understand that um, there is a, an instrument called the Special Need Trust that can be used to manage funds and the fund distribution for people with disabilities. Right. My question is, I've seen also advertisements from insurance companies that have products that are tailored for families who have kids with disabilities. So my question is, are these insurance products um, equivalent to the trust or are they assets that can be put under the trust umbrella and for the distribution of, of assets or, or funds through throughout it? Got it. You know, Let me explain life. to you, Henry, how it works. Uh, the, the challenge that you and your wife are facing is uh, incredibly common. One in nine U.S. households has a special needs member of the family, uh, and it does not discriminate by... Uh, age or income or race or background um, and makes it very, very challenging for people, many of whom are not able to handle it easily from an economic perspective. Uh, Especially the the dynamic gets even worse when you realize that uh, you're probably the only person in the world willing to care for your children for free. Uh, anybody else as a pay, would be a paid caregiver, and the cost, of course, can be significant, and the children are likely to outlive you, which means at some point you won't be around to do it for free, you and your wife, and therefore paid caregivers need to come into the picture. So uh, the, the way that it is generally recommended to uh, help solve the problem from an economic perspective is a special needs trust. This is a trust vehicle. Uh, a, picture a trust as a bucket. Okay, so you put money into the bucket, and the bucket gets uh, has money in it, and the money is managed uh, either by you when you're alive or by uh, a trustee who you designate. The trustee can be you, it can be a family member, it can be uh, a bank or other financial institution, uh, whoever. You, you designate somebody to serve as the trustee with the instructions that the money is to be used for the benefit and welfare of the children. Now, the key element... And the reason a special needs trust has been devised by uh, lawyers is that if the child is receiving social service support, the presence of money can remove that support. In other words, they may lose uh, social security benefits. They may lose uh, uh, state benefits uh, of some kind. So the special needs trust is written in a way so that it doesn't interfere with the social service support that the children would otherwise be receiving. So the first issue is creating the trust itself. And there are um, uh, lots of estate 
planning attorneys who can draft a trust of this kind. The typically three to six thousand dollars is what it costs to create a trust like this. Or there are some nonprofits. I know that uh, ARC. Uh, is one nonprofit, ARC, that uh, some of its chapters will provide uh, special needs trusts for little to no cost uh, to families. Um, they just okay. take care of it uh, very easily. So I would encourage you to, to check around uh, with the various chapters of ARC, ARC, um, to see if they yeah. can be of, uh, of help in doing that. So the first issue is creating the trust. The second issue is funding the trust. How do, you know, if you don't put money into the trust, the existence of the trust is irrelevant. So uh, it's like having a bucket with no water in it. You know, you're still thirsty. <laughs> so here we run into that other problem I mentioned, that many of these families who have special needs uh, members don't have the money. I mean, they're busy spending their money on the care of the kids. They don't have money to set aside for the future. So where do they get the money to do this? That's what life insurance is for you can have the trust purchase a life insurance policy so that upon your death or the joint deaths of you and your wife, the trust will get the proceeds of life insurance. It's much cheaper to buy a life insurance policy on you for, say, a million dollars than it is for you to put a million dollars into the trust. And there are several insurance companies uh, life insurance companies who specialize in these kinds of insurance policies. They are called second to die policies where the benefit is paid upon the second death of you or your wife. Uh, and it's a very cost effective way to help you get the peace of mind that upon your deaths, there will be money to take care of the kids. Right. I, I, I really didn't understand that part. So I really appreciate the information because um, this is something that we, as parents, we know that we have to do. But moving forward, um, you know, it's, it can be done. Thing is, is something that not a, not many people know about it. Exactly. And very few, very few lawyers. I mean, I, I already met with an attorney, and I didn't get a sense that he was an expert in the area. So I, I didn't proceed with that. But I, I have a couple of referrals now. Good. Uh, it's just that the way I think I have to understand before I make a decision. Absolutely right. Yeah, because you've never gone through this before. You know how terribly important it is that you get it right for the benefit of Absolutely. the kids. Uh, and are there other children or are these just the two kids you have? I have a, an older one. Okay. He's, uh, he's not autistic. And so the challenge there is that the older son, if you blow it, the older son will end up becoming the surrogate parent. And that is another burden on him that I'm sure you also want to avoid. And that's the other advantage of a special needs trust and funding of it with life insurance to help make sure that the children who have autism receive the care that they need by having the money necessary without creating the risk of an overburden financially on their, their older brother. So look for an estate attorney and go to uh, an organization such as ARC. It's old name. They're called ARC now. The old name used to be uh, the Association for Retired Citizens. Um, and obviously that's not a name that is considered politically correct they anymore. Here. Yeah, they, they have chapters all over the country. So ARC is a wonderful organization, and they can provide you with resources and referrals. 
Excellent. I, I appreciate the information, Rick. You're very welcome. I'm glad it was of help to you, Henry. Uh, we we work with a number of clients who have uh, children in this situation. As you'd imagine, we have 31,000 clients in our firm, uh, individuals and families. And so, you know, if one out of nine U.S. households has a special needs child, you can envision lots of our clients have children uh, and now increasingly adult family members uh, who have special needs, uh, developmental, mental, uh, mental or physical disabilities. And uh, so we tend to work with this uh, often. And it's important if you're going to deal with a financial planner that that financial planner have expertise and experience uh, in dealing with these kinds of situations because the uh, circumstances are varied and they are unusual in the world of financial planning. So uh, we're happy to help. Uh, if you need that assistance, just call us at 888 Plan Rick. Uh, uh, make sure you're getting folks who uh, have the background, experience, and resources ability to provide you the assistance and services you need. I enjoyed very much talking with you, Henry. Thanks so much for calling. Um, it's been a pleasure being with you here this weekend. I invite you again to visit our website at rickedelman.com and download my paper on my solution for the Social Security crisis in America. It's called the Trust Fund for America, and you can download the paper. I encourage you to read it. And forward it to members of Congress and your senator as well as the White House. And let's see if we can't jumpstart a conversation to help solve what is the nation's biggest retirement crisis that we're facing. Triple H Plan Rick, rickedelman.com. See you next week. Get the truth about money every weekend on The Rick Edelman Show. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.